The Bill Myers Show podcast is sponsored by Clouser Drilling. They've been leading the way in Southern Oregon well drilling for over 50 years. Find out more about them at clouserdrilling.com. Six minutes after eight. Proud to have Ron Gordon on from Edward Jones here. A look at the markets and any guidance from the Fed at this point? Or are we looking at tea leaves or are we still just looking at another all-time high today so far? What are you thinking, Ron? Well, so far we've got um, that all-time high continuing to march on. Wow. Part of that is because of a reading in the tea leaves, right? We got the um, third straight month that could allow for the central bank to start interest rate cuts as uh, inflation increases slightly below 3%. In that uh, PCE report signaling to the markets that the Fed is probably going to continue on their pivot uh, path that they've been talking about. But obviously, we're going to wait until we hear from the Fed next Wednesday to see what actually is going to take place. But um, the rug pull on on uh, Tesla is official. It's lost 30% Whoa. in just that, a month. Oh, that's that's going to leave a mark in a portfolio, huh? Yeah. yeah, that is a lot of, I mean, it's been, like I said, it's been in, in a lot of people's uh, portfolio. People have been very much on the bandwagon there. And uh, to see what's, what's taking place there is definitely going to make people readjust mm-hmm. their ideas of of what's going on with uh, clean energy and the electric vehicle industry as well. Yeah, I have mixed emotions about this because there's a part of me that can't help but uh, think that there's a little bit of um, the system wants to turn against Elon, too, because he's not exactly totally controllable and in line like all the other ESG, uh, basically uh, woke corporate types here. So that, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think the uh, the stock the stock drop though is is real because of the fact that the business model is uh, flawed, as we've now finding out, right? Well, we we've known that the business model was uh, had its flaws and and was dependent on corporate wear, welfare for for quite some time. Yeah. But now the uh, now the hedge fund guys and the big money guys at uh, BlackRock and all of those other places, because that's that's where these sales are taking place is at the mutual funds and. ETF funds level that you can't have a market movement like that by the individual uh, investors. Oh, that's so. not mom and pop doing that then. That's uh, okay. No. Yeah, BlackRock, Goldman Sachs, places like yep. that, right? They getting that all. Yep. All right. But that also strikes me as a bit of, uh, you know, the blob's revenge too, a little bit of that because they don't like him. They don't like him yeah, because right. of uh, not being totally down with uh, the woke situation. Just saying. There we go. Okay. There we go. All right, Ron, I'll tell you what, people can call you. You know, They can talk about their portfolio with you. And uh, anything else going on that we should know about before we take off? Not anything really except for that Fed results uh, coming out next week. Um, best time to, to look at taking something with the cash and doing something with it. The market's put on 5% this year after its um, pullback. So now is the time to, to readjust for what's coming for the rest of the year. All right. And for that, you call Ron at 734-0070, And we'll catch you Monday. Okay? Thank you. Sounds great, Bill. All right. Take care. Ron Gordon at Everett Jones, nine minutes after eight. Richard Evans joins me from the Joko Eagle here in a, a couple of minutes after the Kim Commando update. We're going to talk about the uh, the public safety fee, the listening session, you know, as it were, with the Grants Pass City Council. They're talking big money. Big money. Uh, in order to pay for uh, police and fire, all right? Chris is here. Chris, you wanted to weigh in on Jerry, Jerry the Bull, Jerry Varner, who I was uh, talking about on the email of the day. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I know Jerry Varner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to high school together. But that being said, uh, this is just karma coming back to him. I was – I had a flat tire. I was driving a GMC – 73 Jimmy, mm-hmm. and I could not break that nut for anything. I was standing and holding onto the truck bed and jumping on the star uh-huh. and, and couldn't get it to go. And Jerry just walks out. He was, he was always a gentle guy. Oh yeah, uh, no, no. I like I, I look at him as like Ferdinand the Bull, you know. But that's yes, yes. great guy. Yeah, great guy. Great guy. But he 
he just came out and he said, do you need help? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he helped me out and, and got me going. And so, no, he totally deserves the karma that came back to him because he's a wonderful person. Yeah, from that mechanic that ended up helping him with his, uh, his Toyota. That's a great story. Chris, thanks for sharing that story. But uh, about one of our listeners here, I really appreciate that. You be well, too, okay? Take care. All right. Thank you. You bet. You're welcome. It's 11 after 8. Hi, KMD, KCMD. Good morning. Uh, yes. On the uh, capital punishment. I oh, yeah. We were talking about that earlier with, uh, you know, they had the, uh, the gentleman who was put to death last night took like 22 minutes on uh, nitrogen gas. What are you thinking? Uh, well, I'm thinking... Uh... I knew a person that was at oh, uh, excuse me, up at OSP, and he was a young man, and he was charged with murder. He was uh, in for life, and later they managed to get him out, and it appeared that uh, the one that witnessed against him was the one that actually killed the person. But anyway, that's my one reason. That's the downside of the death penalty, right? The permanency right. of it. Yeah. And, and the, and, the and, and although I would dare say most people who are on death, uh, death rope most likely really deserve it and probably are guilty, but there are those exceptions, aren't there? There are. Mm-hmm. And anyway, uh, the other part of it is there was a study done. I don't know if it was tossed out, maybe when they, we outlaw the death penalty or something, but, uh, that, uh, it's actually cheaper to warehouse them really? for life than it is to pay all the lawyers. Uh, oh, okay. All, all all of the appeals, all, all the, the appeals, okay. All, that stuff. all right. Well, that's a heck of a note, isn't it? But uh, hey, appreciate the call and the opinion too. Thank you. Twelve minutes after eight, Kim Commando Digital Update coming up, and then what's coming up for Grants Pass? City of Grants Pass. How much will it cost? A permanent increase in the cost of living could be a big one. Wow, tell you. This hour of the Bill Meyer Show is brought to you by Johnson Builders, Southern Oregon's leading authority in post-frame and steel buildings for over 20 years. If you want to enjoy everything an active and vibrant senior community has to offer, the Springs at Anna Maria Medford is the right lifestyle option for you. Life is easier living among friends and neighbors in stylish private apartments with large balconies, all while fully supported by our team of dedicated caregivers and service professionals. The Springs at Anna Maria is located in a quiet neighborhood close to Rogue Regional Hospital. Call to schedule a tour of the independent and assisted living community. 541-774-1822. Prime Video, Peacock, Hulu, Disney Plus, and all the other streamers have been waging a costly war for your business. Costly for customers who can no longer afford them all, and costly for the services themselves. CNN Plus shut down after only a month. And finally, after years of battle, we have a winner. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Post a job for free and find qualified candidates quickly at linkedin.com slash Kim. Even though HBO Max had Succession, the biggest show of 2023, Netflix has won the streaming war. It's the one service that viewers simply cannot live without, all 250 million of them. Here's the secret. The Netflix homepage is the most valuable piece of real estate in Hollywood, the place to browse when you don't know exactly what you'd like to watch. It's the 21st century's version of going to the video store and walking the aisles. Netflix may not offer everything, but they offer enough for almost everybody. Enter to win a brand new PC or Mac right now at commando.com slash win. Cutting back on your cable or electric bill is smart when you're pinching pennies, but you don't want to skimp on important things like security. With new hacks and threats coming out every day, using free antivirus software can put you at risk with out-of-date and unreliable protection. And remember, most free software is just using your data for profit. That's why you need complete security from a company you can trust, like my top pick, Total AV. Total AV's industry-leading security suite received the renowned VB100 award for detecting 100% of malware with zero false positives. Plus, it's simple to use, and a single plan covers up to five devices. Whether you're running Windows, Mac, iOS, or Android, you can stay protected at home, in the office, or on the go. Get an exclusive introductory discount by going to protectwithkim.com, and you'll get your first year for only $19. That's over 85% off the regular price. 
Get your introductory discount today at protectwithkim.com. Protectwithkim.com. That's protectwithkim.com. 106.3 KMED, 99.3 KCMD, and this is The Bill Myers Show. Quarter after eight, appreciate you being here this Friday, January 26th, and joining me right now is the publisher and editor of the Josephine County Eagle. JoCoEagle.com is the uh, website for that wonderful paper, and it would be Richard Emmons. Hello, Richard. Welcome back. Great to have you on. Hey, Bill. Great, great to be here. Wanted to get a report because I knew that you were going to the uh, the big event last night in the city of Grants Pass because uh, trying to keep police and fire fully funded has been a challenge for most any community right now. But uh, Grants Pass being a little bit smaller and the kind of money that they were talking about in some of the proposals that have been floated before one and a half percent one and a half percent general sales tax, I believe. There was also talk about maybe a food tax. And then uh, 12 bucks a month on the utility fee, a utility fee, which is already, I think, $100 a month, right? Why don't you set the table? What happened last night? Yeah, no, it was. we had a great turnout at the event. About 100 people were there. Almost every seat was full. Mm-hmm. And there was a wide spectrum of people there. I mean, there were um, some people there were for public safety, you know, and you know, police and fire. Other concerned citizens were there that opposed you know, any increase on anything because of how families are, are stretched. As some people are from restaurants. You know, it, it was really an interesting evening. It was about three and a half hours. So it, it, it went a long time. They had about 38 questions that had been submitted in writing ahead of time. And they went through each of those questions after they did an overall presentation. How did the overall pre- uh, presentation go, and what was sort of the high points or low points of that, in your uh, newsman's opinion? Hmm? Yeah, it's in my newsman's opinion. It's you know they've gotten to this place because of decisions that past city councils have made, and decisions and laws passed in Salem. And what's happening is that because of uh, limitations on the property tax that only goes up 3% per year. It's capped, and it's been in place for a long time, like over 20 years. And your expenses are going up by 8 or 10%, then eventually something has to give. And in, in the case of Grants Pass, it's police and fire. You know, they have the same staffing that they had about 10 years ago. And the population has gone up. Measure 110 has passed, which legalized hard drugs and the homelessness situation. You know, those are all things that were brought up. The fact that the demand for service has gone up and the number of sworn officers has stayed the same. And that, you know, this is placed before the public as, you know, we have to raise new revenue somewhere, somehow. And they recognize that it's a hard decision. They have, you know, about five different main options. And then, you know, one of the options for each of these options is whether or not to put it before the voters. Because under the city's charter, they can start a sales tax uh, without going to the voters for approval. They can raise the utility fee. I put the fee in air quotes, you know, without Oh. Uh, going to the voters. And I, I got to tell you, Richard, this has been one of the worst trends of uh, of Oregon governance in, uh, in government in which uh, we've decided that, um, all right, the people have say we don't want to be taxed any longer. We don't want taxes. And so well, that's OK. We'll just put a fee on everything that moves, you know, essentially is what's going on. And they don't even have to ask you. And you went from property taxes that you had the opportunity to vote to at least vote on to fees that uh, – well, you control indirectly through the city council. I don't know if that ended up getting getting brought up. Essentially, no, it, it it did. And and the thing, you know, depends on which side of the the table you're on or which side of the fence you're on. Because see, from the vantage point of a property owner, you know, without Measure Five and Measure Fifty, our property taxes probably double or triple what they are now. Easily, because easily, because in the old days, it just added up all of their needed expenses based on their budget, divided it by the assessed value inside the city, and that became the tax rate. So essentially, you had to pay whatever it took to pay the budget, and it was done through the property tax. And because back when the property tax rates 
where the permanent limits were put in place, you know, that's what a time in which we logged timber and the city benefited, the county benefited. And, you know, what's changed is the federal government, its policy toward harvesting timber. Um, but that's, you know, these are decisions that were made in the past and now it's coming back. That yeah, yeah. Essentially, yeah. Essentially, the federal government is a deadbeat on the, uh, you know, on the public tax rolls, right? That's essentially you know, where we find ourselves. Correct. Okay. Correct, because, I mean, I did the calculations in a past Eagle story, but the, you know, the, the federal government controls over, you know, 800,000 acres of land in Josephine County. And this was the year before budget for Josephine County that the Josephine County received $4 million from the federal government, which worked out to $5.70 per acre. And I said at the time that we could collect pine cones and sell them on eBay and make more than $5.70 per acre. So it's just, that's, that's the root of all the, you know, the problems here in Southern Oregon. Which is why I've been irritated when they would refer, refer to, uh, refer rather to Josephine County or other uh, smaller counties as welfare counties, as, you know, like you're all deadbeats, when you're essentially occupied by someone who uh, pays nothing, you know, really, right. and, and you're having to dance and, uh, and twirl to the tune of that same deadbeat. It's quite interesting, really. It really is interesting. And, and, and people just don't realize that, you know, you look at all the various counties in Oregon, some have more public land and others have less, but you look at other states, you know, a state like Texas is 98.5% private property mm-hmm. and Oregon's only 47% and Josephine County is only 30%. And much of that isn't taxed fully. I mean, that that was brought out by Councilor Lovelace last night that only, you know, 9% of the property pays the full tax rate inside the county. So to increase the property tax falls on just a tiny fraction of the people that control the property or own the property. So there's there aren't any really good... Uh, there are no good choices. It's what, which of the bad choices uh, do we choose to move forward in Grants Pass then, right? Is that it? That's right. That's right. And and I want to, you know, highlight, you know, the fact that I, I submitted five questions, you know, around, you know, one o'clock yesterday, and they had set a deadline of 3 p.m. And they answered three of my five questions so that, you know, you know, because one of the questions was that the proposed utility fee would raise $3.3 million. And how much is the proposed tax rate expected to raise? And they handed out a matrix, which is it's it. It can make your eyes glaze over, but it is it, it does show that how much the tax rate would need to be to bring in how much money over in future years. So they're they're trying to lay out not just what it would need to be today. And they also did that for the food and beverage tax, which, you know, the people that own restaurants, you know, to them, it's a killer. I mean, you're you're targeting one industry and a couple of the city councilors said that at most, they would see that being 5% as a food and beverage tax. That's but pretty significant, though. That's pretty significant, but it's not nearly enough to bring in the revenue that they're forecasting that they're going to need over, say, the next 10 years. <sighs> see, so it's, and it, and unfortunately, when they did the survey, they didn't know that, they, you know, they did a survey when, based on the best information they had, and that came out number one. In the survey, but to bring in enough money, it would have to go up to something like seventeen percent, and that's like that's totally ridiculous. And that that's for the food and beverage tax. If they were to do that in Grants Pass, right? That's right. That's wow. right. And one one person that stood up made comment said that he's owned restaurants in areas where you have restaurant in one county versus another county, one city and another city. One had a sales tax, or and one didn't have a sales tax. You know, food and beverage tax, and it made a difference. You know, people made a difference. And on the sales tax, you know, Councillor Pell pointed out that there are four thousand people in Josephine County that drive to Jackson County every day mm-hmm. for their jobs. Yep. And he says, you know, they're going to change their buying habits. If, if they're going to buy, they can buy in Jackson County and avoid the sales tax. Uh, you know, he said that the best thing that the Medford Jackson County Chamber of Commerce could do right now would be to promote the Grants Pass sales tax. 
because uh, <laughs> hey, it, they're right about that, and I think people would uh, they would they would change their buying habits, and it's uh, it's fascinating that they would go after the restaurant industry first because uh, I, I have to say, Richard, that. Grants Pass has an incredibly vibrant local, I'm not talking chain, I'm talking local restaurant uh, scene, you know, up there. And, boy, you want to talk about uh, about killing that pretty quickly, I think, when you start talking 5 10 15%. Uh, but then, on the other hand, if you do a general sales tax, even at a percent and a half, you're going to push a lot of business from Grants Pass into Jackson County. I'm, I'm sure the mall and everybody else would say, hey, bring it on. You know, they'd love it. You know, <laughs> they, well, they'd be they, happy they, with it. They'd love it. And, and and there's a certain, you know, you can't expect city councilors, you know, especially city staff, you know, they're, they're all government employees, mm-hmm. to have any kind of marketing sense. And, it, and it's sort of like, you know, Central Point is known for the Jackson Fairgrounds. You, in Medford, you got the Water Palace. Grants Pass has the Rogue River and flowing right through the middle of it. And it's a you know, beautiful place to live. The mountains are all around it and all that. But do you really want to be known? as the only city in Oregon with a general retail sales tax. And that was brought up too. It's like people wanting, you know, people wanting to move to Southern Oregon. A lot of people want to leave a city that, you know, like in California with a very high sales tax that, you know, people forget it started out as at 3%. You know, it started in, you know, 1932. And now, you know, cities and counties they've added on the state has added more and it's over 11 percent in some places now doesn't the uh, sign when you enter uh, the caveman sign doesn't it say it's the climate on it correct okay it would be it's the sales tax is what people would what the wags would start saying you know that you just know that's how it would be portrayed in the real world Absolutely, and see and what's unfortunate is that even if it fails and as was pointed out at the end by one of the commentators, or was that even if you try it and it fails, you're still branding the city as a city that's favorable to the sales tax. Even when it goes down, but with an 80% no vote, you're still broadcasting to the world. You know, if you're looking to move to Oregon, Grants Pass is a sales tax friendly place because the mm-hmm. city government, which supposedly represents the people, puts it on the ballot or just imposes it without voter approval. And that's tough. Um, you know, Councillor DeLaGrange said regarding the sales tax that, yeah, people will grumble at first, but six months down the road, they'll be used to it. Oh, I disagree. And- I, I disagree wholeheartedly. I know, I know people here in Jackson County who will never go and eat in Ashland, no matter how good the food is, and they have great food there some great restaurants, because of the food, uh, the food and meals tax. They refuse to, just out of matter of principle. I, I think they're treading on dangerous territory, okay? Really. No, no, they really are. They really are. And and there's just, well, there's a better way. To, there's a way to do it. I'll, I'll save that sort of for the end. First of all, let me just say the two questions of mine that they didn't answer. Okay, well, why don't you hold that? Why don't you hold that thought? And we'll continue here in just a minute, okay, Richard? I'll be right back with you here because it sounds, this is a great place to, uh, to, take that, to take that break here and talk about uh, businesses not being uh, sales tax at the moment. Uh, well, there is the corporate activity tax, but we can't avoid that. This is the Bill Meyer Show, back with Richard Emmons in a moment. One of each sold in 224-482, MSRP 216-15-3500-Sportage-Event 6917 Rush in now. Get a new 2024 Kia Soul LX Automatic. Just $159 a month lease. For a new 2024 Kia Sportage LX All-Wheel Drive. Only $199 a month lease. Both for 24 months. Ready to get out of your current lease or loan? Once we make a deal, we'll pay off your trade no matter how much you owe. Need credit? Go to KiaMedford.com to get pre-approved in less than 30 seconds. With no effect on your credit score. Get more in 24 with Souls. $159 a month. Sportages. $199 a month at Kia Medford. Click KiaMedford.com. 
When the IRS comes knocking, the news can be shocking. Tell them you've hired a CPA tax expert at First Response Resolution, located in Eagle Point. Leave speaking with the IRS to Zach. He'll defend your rights as a taxpayer. Visit FirstResponseIRS.com today for a free consultation. Spilled your drink? Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up spills quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading ordinary brand. So, you can get back to your night. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. The Bill Myers Show on 106.3 KMET and 99.3 KCMD. Big meeting, Grants Pass last night, and uh, the conversation had to do with uh, how do we tax or fee in order to pay for the public safety. And everybody who's on hold, I will get to your calls here with Richard Emmons of the Josephine County Eagle in just a moment. But, Joel, I wanted to start that talk off with uh, how sales taxes are viewed. And you live in Northern California. And what were you going to say? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And, and everybody in a 50-mile range, as far as all the way down to weed even, could drive all the way up once a week or, or twice a month to, to, uh, to Medford to go shopping because they're saving a ton of – they're saving 8%. Yeah. percent That's a very interesting point. So, yeah, they, they – they, boy, Richard, I, I, when you think about uh, going taxing, just what Joel talks about from California to uh, Oregon – Shows how people behave with that kind of stuff, right? Can you imagine that uh, between the two counties having those kind of battles? Absolutely. And, you know, some people do it for economic reasons, and then some people just do it out of economic liberty principles that yeah. they don't like being overtaxed, one new tax. And if they can avoid a tax, they will pay that tax. All right. Now, what questions were not answered that you wanted to, to talk about on that at the last night's meeting? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. one question was how much of the combined new revenue will fund the police and fire? And the way they answer that question would be, you know, 100% would go toward police and fire. But the next question was how much of this new revenue will fund other city departments? Oh. That question wasn't answered, which is interesting. You know, when, on the, when they had on their handout, they talk about an estimated funding gap for the current service level in the general fund of being $3.3 million. I know that over the past several years, to fund public safety, and they've run down the general fund. I mean, it's really getting low. Um, maybe, I don't want to say what it is, but it might be like $100,000, which is really low yeah. in the savings account of the city. So part of this could be to refund the general fund, which then gives them more money to fund other things that they might want to do, you know, Worst case would be to fund a homeless shelter that the people don't want. Oh, boy, I know how many times we've been talking about that in uh, in all our cities, really, for that matter, but uh, Grants Pass especially. Uh, Josephine County Eagle editor and publisher Richard Emmons is uh, is with us this morning on KMED KCMD. All right, um, let's grab a couple of questions. Some people want to weigh in on this here, Richard. Maybe you could uh, could field some of this. And uh, Wild Salmon is here. Wild Salmon, Steve. Steve, glad you're feeling better. And uh, what did you want to mention to Richard with this uh, conversation on feeing and taxing to pay for public safety? Well, there's two sides to the issue. One is the cost of government. And the cost of government is directly related to the cost of PERS. And that's been going up exponentially. So, you know, that's a big component of the the lack of funding for all the issues that we're talking about. I appreciate the call there, uh, Steve. Do you agree on, did uh, did the cost of PERS come up in those uh, conversations yesterday from the city council? Yeah, it did. It did to a degree. And interestingly, the, the other question they didn't answer was, was the, I wrote, the cost of providing city services is greatly impacted by unfunded state mandates such as a rising minimum wage, mm-hmm. Oregon paid leave, and PERS contributions. Please describe efforts by the city and the Oregon League of Cities to lobby the governor and legislatures to reduce these costly mandates. So they didn't ask, you know, they didn't answer that question because it's uncomfortable and it's out of their control to a degree. But these, all of these things that are done up in Salem impact cities and counties across Oregon. And 
that's part of the reason why their costs go up by, say, you know, eight or ten percent per year, because with Oregon paid leave, you can, you know, take 12 weeks off out of every 52 weeks. And that applies to police and fire that they might want to take that 12 weeks. It's another three months off. Yeah, there's all, all sorts of incentives not to work, I guess. Uh, you know, Richard, there is uh, uh, another aspect of this, too. Did they talk about actual calls for service in in fire? And I know in Medford, there's this um, there's this push to always expand the fire department. Of course, the fire department uh, contributes mightily to city council uh, elections. <laughs> I will say the union. And it's not that I I mean, I, I love firefighters. Don't get me wrong. But I'm really concerned that most of the calls that they'll they'll use to justify, you know, increasing fees on people are medical calls and not actual fire calls. Was that did that come uh, become part of the conversation at all? Do you know? Yeah, yeah, it came up in part because you know, in in grants past, you know, we don't you, the fire department only goes on the most you know severe medical calls. That generally oh. the ambulance goes out without fire support. What they did lean on heavily are certain, you know, national studies that stipulate or recommend how many firefighters are in, you know, in the engines that go out on the job. Oh, yeah. You'll always find firefighter-friendly uh, studies that will say, we need more firefighters and engines. I get it. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. And the reality is that they are, on the fire side, they are getting the job done. I mean, there aren't any Oh, I, I'm not fire- saying that, but they're the most expensive PERS employees you have. In, in every anywhere, just about correct, correct, and the, and I guess the idea in general this is a general comment is that it, you want to get services provided with the least number of employees you can, and that's like it would be the building department, the planning department, the parks maintenance department. It doesn't really matter which department. And the idea is the fires department they have been getting the job done, and we haven't seen a dramatic increase in houses catching on fire, which is a good thing. Uh, but mm-hmm. on the police side, you know, because of Measure 110 and, you know, House Bill 3115 that, you know, requires you give the the vagrants in the park 72 hours notice. Yeah, the police departments are cracking, is what you're saying, they are under the cracking. strain. And All they, right. They are cracking. They are really suffering. And they talked about how, you know, uh, Chief Hensman said, uh, you can have police that work four 12-hour shifts straight. And they get a day off, and then they get called back and say, we hate to do this to you, but we need you to come in. Or they go on vacation, and they're like, we hate to do this to you, but we got to call you back in. So mm-hmm. it's it's definitely a problem. And I just think we need to prioritize the funding of the police side of city government. And one commenter said at the very end, he says you know, to the city council, you want to add six new positions – and you have 243 positions in the city government. Just ask yourself which of those 243 positions are more important than these six positions. That's a very interesting uh, statement there. Okay. Uh, talking with Richard Emmons. John, you uh, wanted to weigh in on this too. Go right ahead. You're with Richard Emmons of the Joko Eagle. Yes, thank you for that. Um, and uh, basically, my topic is probably just what Richard hit on is the city has done nothing to scale back to cut the budget the the uh the budget's north of 200 million dollars in a in a um in a community of 38,000 people with the average household income below $40,000 a year and it's just disproportionate and the city keeps growing adding new departments uh, extra personnel and um, the, the correct way to go about this would be basically say, we're going to cut a quarter of our budget, each department scale back, and we'll take it from there. All right. John, appreciate the call. Uh, was there any talk of that at last night's meeting? They did. They talked about back in 2021, you know, the city council spent 20 hours, mm-hmm. you know, four or five meetings that were four or five hours long going through the budget line by line. They cut $2 million. And so they did that back then, and that was a good thing. Uh, I also know that because I've attended city council meetings where they've increased spending by adding new steps, you know, like step increases, seniority mm-hmm. increases from 6 to 10. And at the time, you know, 90 to 100 percent of each class of employee were able to get additional pay raises just for being on the job for another year. 
And that's an example of how you make that decision, and it has ramifications on future city councils and future budgets. And once you give a new holiday or a new pay raise or a new benefit, you, it's really hard to go back in the other direction. Yeah, yeah. every time you add a Juneteenth as an example or whatever, right? That, that That's right. kind of thing. All right. That's right. That's right. All right. What was the overall uh, conclusion, if any? I know this was kind of a, hey, we're going to present what the city's dealing with, and then, you know, then we kind of open it up to everybody uh, haranguing them, I suppose. Uh, any conclusions you can draw from what you're hearing? Yeah. Well, the conclusions I would draw is that they are going to increase something because they have an immediate budget need. And if they don't pass something, they could be in the position of having to lay off police and fire, which is anathema to, to everybody in city government and, and the people of Grants Pass. Uh, it did end with a very interesting comment by Jay Meredith, who was the Grants Pass finance director for 12 years. And he had done a public records request to get the budget detail on how they came up with these projections. And after going through a quick review of past sales tax efforts that have failed and food and beverage tax have failed, he says people are not ready for this type of tax. However, he said that the police and fire can be funded with a $12 per month utility fee only. Hmm. He said that the budget projection was too conservative and that he was going to provide to the city council in the upcoming week you know, his plan on how you could make up the difference with just the $12 per month utility fee. I think residents so, would most likely be able to swallow that uh, a little more easily than some of the other proposals. I agree. And it also, it's, you know, again, it stops the, the, you know, the Chamber of Commerce from having to ramp up another anti-sales tax campaign. Well, yeah, and you, you don't have that economic war going on between uh, Jackson Josephine County then, in which, uh, you know, Josephine County is drained economically because of a tax that uh, Joe, that Jackson doesn't have. That would not be good for Joe County. just wouldn't be. No, it wouldn't be. And we already have the tax collection uh, mechanism in place. It's, mm -hmm. it's your water bill, even though this is transportation fee and, and somehow under the water bill, they can have a transportation fee that funds police and fire. So it's it's a little bit of a stretch. And. I'm assuming it's legal if they're if they're planning to do it. It's uh, but it is something that's way way better than adding a sales tax. So on Saturday mornings at the growers market, you have somebody selling you know four dollar you know dozen organic eggs, and they've got you know for four dollars, and they got to add one and a half percent, so like three you know what is that six cents to a dozen eggs, and they just say well forget it, I'll just eat it. And just and then they can get audited, you know, for not putting all their sales tax revenue to the city. And the city doesn't have staff or any kind of in, internally to a sales tax. You know, they don't have the staff to administer a food and beverage tax. So they're having to raise taxes higher than otherwise because they got to, you know, pay for the bureaucracy to collect the tax hmm. inside the city. All right. So, Richard, I appreciate the report. Thank you so much. And uh, no doubt you're going to be uh, sending out your emails with uh, your evaluation of this, too, to the subscribers. Yes, I will. Okay. JocoEagle.com, great newspaper in uh, Josephine County, www.JocoEagle.com. Richard Emmons is the publisher and the editor of uh, said paper. Thank you so much. And it uh, looks like there's going to be some big decisions being made. A lot of talk, I'll bet. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Bill. 844 at KMED KCMD. It ran a little bit long. Apologies for that. And uh, with Richard Emmons, but hey, needed to get through that. And uh, here, a lot of cities are going to be having uh, similar discussions, no doubt. This is the Bill Meyer Show on KMED KCMD. When I return in just a moment, the Diner 62 Real American Quiz. We're going to get you taken care of with that. 770-5633-770-KMED. And if you haven't won this in the last 60 days, you could win it next. Winter in Oregon. It means rain. Waterlogged soil expands as it saturates, and that pressure can impact your home's foundation, sometimes even allowing the rain to get into your home. Terra Firma Foundation Systems can help. We've got your back. 
Terra Firma is the Northwest solution for safer foundations and dry basements and crawl spaces. One easy call can protect your home this winter. Click GoTerraFirma.com, schedule a free evaluation. CCB 173547. That's GoTerraFirma.com. If you really want to enjoy your open-air spaces, talk to American Industrial Door. They're an authorized dealer for tier screen systems. From porches, patios, and gazebos to restaurant seating areas to warehouses, these custom-made motorized screens and vinyl panels are a permanent solution to keep pest, wind, and rain out so you can enjoy outdoor environments in peace. Go see all the possibilities Duraskreen systems have to offer at American Industrial Door with showrooms on Union Avenue and Grants Pass and Crater Lake Avenue north of Vilas Road. This hour of the Bill Myers Show is brought to you by Johnson Builders, Southern Oregon's leading authority on post frame and steel buildings for over 20 years. We're here with Kevin from Clouser Drilling. Kevin, can you drill a well in the wintertime? You bet. Winter can be a beneficial time to drill as most contractors are available. Many of our winter customers were planting gardens and need to be ready when spring comes. Aren't those drill rigs pretty heavy? They're very heavy. You need a good solid road base for drilling access, and this road can be an asset in future for maintenance of the well. For a free written estimate, contact Clouser Drilling, C-L-O-U-S-E-R, at 541-476-7795. 106.3 KMED, 99.3 KCMD, and this is The Bill Myers Show. Diner 62, where today is Clam Chowder Friday. Come on in, have a bowl, or grab some to go. Diner 62, just south of White City, by the way. And if you have not tried their crispy chicken sandwich, they've had the grilled ones before. They've added crispy. Delicious. I've had them uh, a couple of times so far. It's money, okay? Not a lot of money. I'm just saying it's just money. It's like you're using that uh, comment from the Food Network, okay? By the way, today they ended up delivering... Now, see, Linda is allergic to fish and seafood, so I never have that at home. And so they delivered me fish and chips, and I tried one of them, and it is delicious, tender, moist, and crispy, which is just like, you know, the way that fish and chips uh, is, is designed to be. It's supposed to be, all right? And not always that way, but you'll get it that way at Diner 62, just south of White City. All right, let's see, who do we have I don't know who's on the phone. I haven't had a chance to clear it. We've been really busy, but hi, who's this? Good morning. Line one. Hello. This is Sean. Sean. Well, it was um, yesterday in history, January 25th, 1776, the Continental Congress authorizes the very first Revolutionary War Memorial to honor Brigadier General Richard Montgomery. He had been killed during an assault on uh, Quebec on December 31st in 1775. Now, Montgomery, along with Benedict Arnold, led a two-pronged invasion of Canada in the late 1775. Before joining Arnold at Quebec, Montgomery successfully took Montreal. But the Patriot assault on Quebec failed, and Montgomery became one of the first generals of the Revolution to die on the battlefield. Now, where does the Montgomery uh, Memorial reside today? Where does it reside? Is it um, A, Trinity College in Dublin, Ireland? B, Fort Ticonderoga, New York. C, Independence Hall, Philadelphia. D, St. Paul's Chapel in New York City. Or E, Quebec City, Quebec, Canada. And I had no idea. I, I would have had to just take a guess. So why don't you take a guess? Unless you know. I don't know. C. You're going to say C, Independence Hall, thinking for a patriot. Not this time, but I'm sorry. But thanks for trying. Let me go to line two. Hi there. Who's this? Good morning. Yeah. Uh, who's this again? Hello? Okay. Oh, we got a uh, problem with the cell phone. Sorry about that. Let me go to line three. Hi, KMD, KCMD. Who's this? This is Lee. All right, Lee. Well, if you're hungry, let's see if we can help you out here. <laughs> Trinity College, Dublin, Ireland, Fort Ticonderoga, New York, St. Paul's Chapel, New York City, or Quebec City, Quebec. Where is the Montgomery Memorial today? Try Canada. Try Canada. Not this time. Oh, sorry, Lee. You're, you're still going to be a little bit uh, hungry after that one, okay? Let me go to line four. Who's this? Hello? Okay. Hello, speak up. Or I'm going to hang up. Who's this? Okay. You can't listen to the radio. you got to listen to your phone. I'll try one more time. Hi there. Who's this? All right. Hi. Good morning. 
All right, Sean. Uh, we're talking about uh, Trinity College, Fort Ticonderoga, or St. Paul's Chapel. Where is the Montgomery Memorial today? Um, say those ones again. Trinity College in Ireland, Fort Ticonderoga, New York, or St. Paul's Chapel, New York City? Uh, let's go with um, one that you said in the middle, uh, New York. Uh, Fort Ticonderoga? Yep. Nope. <laughs> Sorry, we're down to a 50-50 at this point. Hi, who's this? Good morning. Hi. Peggy, again. Hi, Peggy. Oh, oh, was that you before? You need a better phone. That was me before. Okay. So, it is either Trinity College in Dublin, Ireland, or St. Paul's Chapel, New York City. What do you say? Oh, St. Paul's Chapel. What the heck? St. Paul's Chapel, what the heck? Yeah. You're a Yeah. Upon the completion, 1778, Montgomery Memorial shipped to America, came to North Carolina, where it was for several years. It's moved around a little bit, a, a little bit here, uh, Peggy. Although originally intended for Independence Hall, Congress eventually decided to place the memorial in New York City in the late 1700s. It was installed under the direction of Major Pierre Charles Lafont, Lafont uh, beneath the uh, portico of St. Paul's Chapel, which served as George Washington's church during his time in New York. And by the way, Montgomery's body, which was originally buried on the site of his death in Quebec, was moved to St. Paul in 1818. Montgomery was born and raised in Ireland to an Ulster Scots family. And that's why, of course, we're talking about, you know, Trinity College trying to fool people with that one. Okay? Yeah. All right. So, Peggy, you win with a guess. Yes. And even though it was an ugly one, who cares, right? You still won. <laughs> Hang on. This is the Bill Myers Show. American Rancher Garage is your premier auto care provider, serving Medford, Central Point, and the Rogue Valley, providing nothing less than the highest quality standard of professionalism on every single service and repair. Call today. Appointments are available for oil change to engine change. Get the peace of mind you deserve at American Rancher Garage. On Biddle, across from Elmer's, 499-6673. 499-6673. American Rancher Garage. We stand behind every job we do with service you can trust. Johnson Builders is the leading authority of post and frame construction in Southern Oregon and Northern California for over 20 years. Save on shops, garages, barns, and covered riding arenas during their winter sale. For commercial, industrial, or residential, they have you covered with the lowest pricing of the year while the winter sale lasts. Visit www.johnson.builders or check them out on Instagram at Johnson Builders Corp for ideas on your project. Financing available. Johnson Builders, building for your future. 853, Jay Austin to company, gold and silver buyers. You're looking at what's, uh, what's going on here. And you think about uh, what a $20 gold piece back during the Great Depression c- could buy. And, you know, they talk about it uh, still buying a, a suit of clothes, right? Well, a $20 gold piece today would still buy a really nice, well, you know, a really nice suit or something like that. It has managed to be a good store for wealth forever. I think it's also why uh, you have the central banks that are even in the spite of everybody saying, hey, go buy stocks, go buy stocks, go buy stocks. And I wouldn't say don't go buy stocks, but I would say have some physical gold and silver, too, as part of storing some wealth that you control, not in a safe deposit box, something that you control. All right. And uh, I think where you do is you get it from Jay Austin, Jay Austin and Company, Gold and Silver Buyers, 6th and G in downtown Grants Pass. That's my appointment. We're 1632 Ashland Street in Ashland, and they've made it even easier than ever for you to get your physical gold and silver and start tucking away and uh, dollar cost averaging, tuck it away, bit at a time, bit at a time, bit at a time. And you get that at fortunereserve.com, fortunereserve.com. You go there, you pick, you choose, you buy. They'll even deliver it to you if you wish, or you can pick it up at the store. Fortunereserve.com. Helping you build your wealth there. FortuneReserve.com from Jay Austin and Company. Coming up on the next Hughes Lumber. When two by fours get together, only one thing can happen. Walls get built. Check out the studs, followed by contractors and do-it-yourselfers. Featuring lumber, hardware, and siding. Starring decks, additions, and ADUs. It's the return of home enhancements. But watch out for that naughty pine. Get the best build for your buck values at Hughes Lumber. Your top show for quality, price, selection, service. So don't miss Hughes Lumber on Crater Lake Highway next to Garrison's. We've heard it all. 
parking lots need many traffic lights. A herd of skunks forced me into the ditch. No, stupid car wash pushed my mirror out of position. Dang hornet was nesting in my headrest. But the reason you need auto body repair doesn't matter to us as much as making your car look new again and the process easy for you. At Lithia Body and Paint, we've been getting Southern Oregon drivers back on the road since 1946. Service, speed, accuracy. That's Lithia Body and Paint on Bullock Road in Medford. Hi, I'm Lisa with Kelly's Automotive Service, and I'm on KMED and KCMD. 8.55. You know, after all this serious talk about how you're going to pay for public safety, the border, and all these other things, and illegal aliens voting, we need a dad joke. Dad joke of the day is sponsored by Two Dogs Fabricating on Brian Way off Sage Road in Medford. And we're going to give another, if, if it wasn't for Doug and Rogue River, I don't know if you'd have any... Uh, Dad jokes being submitted. But if you have better ones, submit them to twodogsfab.com. Go to twodogsfab.com. But they're experts at metal fabrication, work at dump trailers. They'll design and build truck beds and trailers to carry, organize, and protect your equipment and materials. Great people. Twodogsfab.com. Brian Way off Sage Road in Medford. And today's dad joke, ask any father into what category he would place a question such as this one. And this is the one when mom asks, honey, do these new jeans make my backside look bigger? And dad would say, it's a mouth trap. Mouth. Get it? <laughs> a mouth trap. I love dad jokes. Dad jokes of the day. And thank you very much for that one, uh, Dean. I wanted to touch on a couple of other things before we uh, take off. And uh, Randy had submitted an email here about plots. And I was wondering, where is he going on this one? He says, Bill, let's use one of the left's tricks to relabel homeless people to people living on the street or plots. Why would we do that? Because allowing camping on public property is a plot to change our society. And the left is always looking for longer handles like handicapped is now people with disabilities. The so-called houseless are plots. People living on the street supported by tax dollars handed out by Democrats. We need to expose the plot politicians looting ordinary taxpayers and make it go away. All right, Randy. Appreciate you writing from Ashland, okay? Jim's ends up, or James rather, writes about this uh, conversation about making the voting more secure. We were talking about that the other day. And he says, Bill, I really liked that tear-off tab that somebody called about. A, a listener caller said there should be a tear-off tab with an individual number for you checking on your vote, how your vote was actually recorded. And here's my perfect world solution, James says, for voting on national issues. Election Day is a mandatory national holiday. Nobody works. Not even the media. Hey, I got a day off. I'm just kidding, James. But anyway, not even the media. In-person only voting. Ballots are counted at the polling place. Results are announced the next morning. This, in my opinion, is the only way every vote truly matters. I really do like the idea of what you're talking about, James, in which there's no reporting that evening and none of this where you saw like what you saw with Joe Biden, in which the line goes up, the line goes up, and then all of a sudden, boop, it went straight up and then went, yeah. When uh, people within the cheat machine realizing how many votes they need, right, in order to, to make it happen. So you may have something there. No reporting on it until the next morning. Boom. There you go. You count all night, you count all night, you count all night, and you don't report. Maybe we'll talk more about that Monday. Have a great weekend. Mark Lee, Van Camp, and Robbins are coming up, and we'll see you then. Thanks. Oregon Trunk and Auto Authority is your one-stop accessory and protection shop, offering quality products like Lightex spray-on bed liners, undercoating, and truck, Jeep, and SUV accessories.